Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, my name is Wade, and joined with me today is my friend and maybe yours, Kevin. A very you, excited Kevin? version. I don't think I've been as excited to record ever. Than I well, have Anakin's kind of Anakin's your guy, and yeah. this was very heavy. Anakin episode five of Ahsoka was, but. We have skipped a week. We did not record last week uh, because we watched episode four, and then I went to the beach. I went on a little vacation. My grandparents flew in from Arizona, so we all went over there, rented a beach house, did all that fun stuff. Um, found these really, aw- I found this really awesome comic book shop in Wilmington, um, nice. which was not planned, but I told Penny, I was like, I haven't gotten to do really anything nerdy all weekend, like all, all vacation. I was like, can I check out this one? Can I check out this one shop? And she was like, yeah, that's fine. We can go do that. Plus she knows I hate the beach. So really this, I think you said that and I couldn't believe it. So you didn't have that. This is no, this is, well, I did because we weren't said you were just going to stay at the house the whole time. Yeah. Which I didn't. I went on a ferry boat, a large ferry boat to an Island. And that was not fun until we got to the Island. Then it was fine. Uh, but it, then we had to get back uh, on the ferry boat. Was it like Bob Belcher when he's like, I'll do it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Well, like actually, that. I just kind of kept my mouth shut the whole time. I just wasn't, I wasn't, call. I'm not a fan of boats. And on the way back, like Penny, I, I've got a serious fear of the ocean and boats and something going wrong and sinking. And Penny was like, Wade, don't look backwards. Cause we were sitting at the very front of the boat and she was like don't look back because water's getting into the boat and draining out which it's it's designed to do when you hit waves but my dad looks back and goes oh yeah that's something that all boats have like big big ships like this have a function where if they get a leak somewhere in the hole they've got a pump to pump the water out and it just comes in over the and i i just i i literally started just i froze up i teared up i was like anxious like my my I'm, I'm holding the stroller and my my knuckles are just bright white i'm just like freaking out i felt sick and i wanted to cry <laughs> i was like that, that that that's not a funny joke like i have serious anxiety about this and that is not and i did this for you guys i could have stayed at the beach house and played my xbox the whole time because i brought my xbox but i did this for you guys and that's how you treat me. So as they not cool, dad. That's what family's no. for. Yep, absolutely. But anyway, I was going to say the one thing I really agree with Anakin on is that I hate sand. I hate the beach so so much. Um, we 
Penny and I hit the beach twice, and thankfully it was both in the evening when the sun was getting ready to set. We were out there for about an hour. The sun wasn't really, it wasn't super hot. It wasn't like awful. So I still had to deal with the sand, but I didn't have to deal with all the other crud that I don't like about the beach. So it was, it was pretty enjoyable as a whole. Good. Um, but anyway, the comic shop, uh, it was our second to last day there. We, Penny and I went down to Carolina beach or up to Carolina beach from where we were. And that's over near Wilmington. And so I looked up to see if there were any comic book shops in the area open on Sunday. And there was one. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm going to go check this out. So we drive over there as we're getting ready to head back to the island we were staying on. We were down in on Oak Island. And we get there and we start walking up to it. And it's got this big old, like, you know, those chalkboard signs where, you know, different store workers will do like their own art, that kind of thing. Well, they had this beautiful, beautiful uh, design with Mando and Grogu sitting there, almost like cool. like the old Catholic style, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, yeah, I don't really yeah, know what sure. that, yeah. I didn't grow up Catholic, so I don't know what they're called exactly. But it was that kind of thing where he's sitting there like holding Grogu, and then it's got three of the Stormtrooper helmets on the spikes in different like poses. Just like it was in the show. Beautiful, beautiful work. So whoever the artist is, great job. But then I walked in, and it's a small shop. It's not as big as some of the comic shops we've had in Raleigh that I've visited. And But oh my gosh, their selection of stuff that I don't need but want was so incredible. I mean, it was fantastic. I did end up walking away with a couple of comics and a new black series figure i got the rebels version of ahsoka cool which i was super find. excited and yeah. they had it cheaper than amazon really how how and much was like like five bucks cheaper jeez and i got to take it home that day i didn't have to wait for it to be shipped to me yeah. the following day so i mean i was i was pretty stoked man but I picked up a couple of really good comics. Um, yeah. I've actually got them right here. Give me a second. And for those who don't know, I don't think we've really talked about comics all that much um, on the show. I sometimes pick up comics for the storyline, but I mostly pick up comics because I like the comic art. That's 90% of, of why I get comics. So now one series that I have been wanting to check out is the Dark Droids. So I got the first issue of Dark Droids, which has Luke Skywalker on the cover. Um, and then they've got a Dark Droids, Darth Vader. I'm assuming it's a crossover. But it had Vader, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan on the cover. So I had cool. to get that because yeah. those are two of my favorite characters of all time. And then they had just a random standalone uh, Star Wars hyperspace story set in the Clone Wars era. And it has our favorite trio, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme on it. And there's a little Wookiee child holding Padme's leg that they're protecting. So, not sure, but I mean, it's my favorite non-human species in Star Wars, and my favorite Jedi, and then, of course, Anakin and his wife. So, pretty cool, 
pretty cool finds in my opinion. I was really happy with these. And I talked to the the store workers uh, a little bit and I was like, dude, you guys have a really good selection for being such a small shop. And he was like, yeah, it's kind of hard to, to keep everything in stock. We actually have a lot of people that order online from us or we'll, we'll place an order and come pick it up and they'll, they'll drive. Like they said, they've got people who will drive from Raleigh to go pick stuff up. And that's like a three hour drive just to pick something up. Yeah. So now whether they make a vacation out of it or not, I don't know. Obviously, you know, they could be out there visiting Wilmington for something specific, but super, super cool shop. Um, I'm trying to remember the name. I had it. Hold on. I think I've got it in my pictures. One second. Because this, I, I got to give them a shout out. I feel like that's only fair. I shouldn't really. Not that not that any of our listeners are from North Carolina, but if you are ever in North Carolina or go down to Wilmington, it's called Memory Lane Comics. And uh, I guess they're opening a second shop because they've got on their bag logo, they've got the main logo, and then they've got a Memory Lane Comics Part 2 listed below. So I wonder if they're opening a second shop somewhere else. Nice. But yeah, super nice people, um, super, super incredible. I, I, I easily could have dropped like 150 bucks there if I had I 150 to spend on stuff. Because some of the, I mean, they had a... Um, Oh, what's her name? Vizsla. She's from the Old Republic video games, the Knights of the Old Republic. Dylan will probably reach out to me after this gets posted and tell me exactly who it is. Um, but she's of the line of Vizsla. She's a Mandalorian. But he, she's from the Expanded Universe, and you don't really see a lot of her stuff around. They had one of her figures there. And I was That's like, cool. what the heck? Like, they've got so much cool stuff. So, yeah, easily could have spent way more than I should have. Still probably spent more than I should have, but it was a vacation. And you got to come home yeah. with some kind of You got to do something fun for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, Kevin, what's new in your life, man? What is new in my life? I, it's, Besides this has Star been Wars. One of those, yeah, this has been one of those weeks where I can't believe that it's Friday. I don't know what, mm. I don't know where the week went. Um. I don't think there's that much new going on. Work was tough. Today was a tough day. Um, yeah. But made it to the weekend. You know, I'm excited to be doing this. I've been today, waiting to do this. Today was my Thursday. So yeah. I still have one more day tomorrow. That stinks. We've got an rough. open house that we're going to go. Not an open house. They're regular showing on Sunday. I'm, it's like a couple hours away. So I have to get up at like 630. Um to go to that chances are I probably won't be able to take a nap so I'm tired and I'm probably going to stay that way for a few days that's okay because Tuesday's right around the corner bud absolutely I'm kind of scared though that we've peaked no 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 you can't get you can't get scared scared. because I don't think I think what we got in episode 5 was excellent but I don't think it's peak because there's so much more to the Ahsoka story itself, not yeah. just – there was a lot of fan service, and the fan service had a purpose in Episode 5, no question about it. But a lot of that was also fan service to make people like you and me just absolutely lose our mind. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and of course, you got to keep – yeah, I mean, they built up, there. there's a lot that they built up in episode four 
that they're going to start expanding upon in episode six and seven and whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost good that they got it out of, not out of the way, but now we can, now we can focus on the story, like the, the main storyline. Yeah. They, they got the, the, I don't want to say novelty stuff, but you know, they got the stuff that, you know, we're all going to lose our crap. Like, Oh, are we going to get that? Are we not going to get that? Okay. We got it. Now we can move on with the, with progressing the story. It's just Um, those feelings that we like, that we got oh absolutely there's a high are rare there's it it very much to me was like seeing luke in the mandalorian yep same feeling it, it was it was the same feeling it was exciting but it's not going to it's not going to distort my view on the rest of ahsoka or i'm not i don't i i'm not going to be let down no, I won't. I wouldn't say that I would be either. I just, no matter how much we get, it's not going to be enough. Well, that's that's always the case, and that's what right. they're banking on, right? Because we're consumers, and yep. that's just we're we're greedy Americans. That's what we do. We can't get enough. It's not greed. So, uh, it's just wanting more of that's the greed character that we love. <laughs> No, it's not the same thing as greed. It's not being content with what you have, Kevin. That's, would I be I happy with it? Would I be happy with season two of Kenobi? Yes, but am I content with having one season? Yes. I'm content. If if we never see Anakin again, I'm content with it. Like I love that we have it, but I also. But you just said it wasn't enough. It's never gonna. There's no amount of Star Wars that's gonna be enough. I don't know. I feel like if they were to stop after Ahsoka, I'd still be like, all right, that's fine. Because, I mean, think about think about it this way. Think about it this way. When we just had the six movies and the books, if we stopped after Revenge of the Sith, would I lo- like more? Yeah, I'd enjoy more. I did. But was I content re-watching those six movies over and over and over again? Yes. Would I be for the rest of my life? Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's really not even that different than what I'm saying, though. We're we're arguing the same point, just like we did last time. Yes, I'm happy to watch the stuff that we've gotten over and over again for the rest of my life, and I will do that, but I still definitely would love more. Okay. I kind of get what you're saying. It's the same thing you're saying. <laughs> um... Fun quote that I wanted to read to you, uh, totally unrelated, completely unrelated. I mean, it is, <laughs> it's Star Wars, but uh, I, I've been reworking through books as my uh, audible uh, funds have been cut off for a little while. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reworking through books and listening to them, trying to get different perspectives. And it's kind of cool because some of these books are, are, most of the books that I've read or listened to are very well written, in my opinion. But it's interesting going back and listening to books that you've already listened to, knowing how it ends, and kind of seeing mm-hmm. the pieces along the way to solve whatever the mystery is or whatever you know problem the Jedi sure. are trying to solve. Uh, but this quote really... Man, I was listening... I, I, I worked through Master and Apprentice over the last two days, and then I worked through Brotherhood again. Uh, both of those are 4.5 ratings, just FYI, to anyone out there, if not higher. Um, that my stance on that has not changed, 
But this quote really smacked me in the face. And I was like, oh, he, so Qui-Gon, have you read the book? Yep. The whole thing. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Qui-Gon's sitting there. He he kind of goes back and forth with Rail Avaros quite a few times because they disagree on how to deal with the Zerka, Zerka Corporation and the whole slave situation there. And uh, Obi-Wan, or not Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon and Rail end up doing this little sparring match that they have for a second there. And they're talking at the end of it about, you know, Rail's basically saying, like, it doesn't matter which side we pick if in the end, you know, they're talking about the prophecies, right? And a chosen one will come and bring balance to the Force, essentially. So there's equal amount light and dark. And Rail's saying, if that's true, then it doesn't matter which side we pick, because in the end, it's all going to be balanced out. And Qui-Gon basically smacks him back with this, and it kind of hit me. He said, it matters which side we choose, even if there will never be more light than darkness, even if there can be no more joy in the galaxy than there is pain. For every action we undertake, for every word we speak, for every life we touch, it matters. I don't turn toward the light because it means someday I'll win some sort of cosmic game. I, tu- I, I turn toward it because it is the light. And I was like, that, that right there is the definition of a good guy. Qui-Gon was like pristine, awesome. I, I just, I've got more adoration for Qui-Gon than I had before, or maybe appreciation is the right word. Um, for him than I, I, I always liked Qui-Gon to begin with. I've always said we don't have enough Qui-Gon and I need more, but Greed? I, 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 yeah, yeah. We're not talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what I said. <laughs> and now you understand my point. <laughs> yes, I understand. I concede. Um, <laughs> but that, that line just smacked me and I was like, oh. Qui-Gon has such a good understanding of, and this will lead into our, my question of the day for you, but he's got such a good understanding of kind of what the Jedi really should be and what they should stand for versus what they were. And that's why he could, you know, he didn't take a seat on the council. He disagreed with the council on so many things. And I have to agree with him. The more I, I, I listened to him. Um, so that said, question of the day for you. Do you think the Jedi uh, as an order should have been more detached from the Republic or stayed the same or been more attached? It's tough because I think the reason they were so attached is not the problem. I think it's a symptom of the problem. They, you know how I feel about their fear of the dark side. Uh-huh. Um, I think that ultimately is what led them to being so attached to the Republic because they could feel that something was not right, but because they were so closed off to a separate part of the Force, but it, it's equal. You know, the dark side is just it's just as important as the light and they were completely closed off to it. So I think it was, I think them becoming so enmeshed with the Republic 
was because of their fear of the dark side. That's fair. I very much think they should have been more detached from yeah, the I Republic so. as a whole. I think they I think they should not have been servants of the Republic. Um, I, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I kind of think, you know, as a Jedi Order, and, and Qui-Gon in Master and Apprentice, Qui-Gon goes back and forth with Yoda about this, kind of to an extent. And, you know, they're, they're supposed to be servants of good. They're supposed to be keepers of the peace. You know, they, they stand up for what's right. And, you know, there's some back and forth about whether that means enforcing your personal view of right and wrong on others. And, you know, but there are some things that are like commonly understood all, you know, across cultures. Uh, as good versus bad, you know, killing someone without a reason, bad, uh, enslaving someone, bad. You know, these are there. There are some some core truths that stay true, kind of across cultures for the most part. And you know, Qui Gon points out that, like, by serving the Republic and agreeing to serve the Republic, I think they're detached. They're so detached from reality that they don't have the freedom to make decisions to that that may serve what's truly good um given that the republic essentially you know they they talk the there's a big theme in master and apprentice about slavery and how the republic has has outlawed slavery but they don't limit this corporation from doing business within the Republic, um, the Zerka Corporation. And so my guess is their headquarters is somewhere outside of the Republic, but they're able to do uh, business inside of it, and they're able to bring in whatever workers they want. And the Republic kind of just turns a blind eye to it, because essentially how Zerka works is, you know, if you commit a crime on a planet that has charters with them, or, you know, you... um, basically end up with a life sentence of serving as a slave until you die. And they've got clauses in it where if you're born to people who are slaves at the time, you're automatically roped into being a slave through Zerka Court. And so it's one of those like, no, this is a really, really evil, nasty company. But yet the Republic agrees to do work with them and allow them to, to do work within that. And it's like, you know, there was, but they had financial interest outlawed, in it. And that's the problem. And I think that's what, that's where I think the, the Jedi were so attached to the Republic. And I think part of their problem was having their temple, the, everything about the order launched from Coruscant. You know, you're yeah. talking about essentially the richest planet, you know, out there with tons of wealth, tons of, you know, uh, political spheres and different parties going back and forth, battling, all kinds of power struggles going on. But, you know, a, a very... It's a it's a planet full of people who are detached from reality. Um, and the Jedi aren't called to serve the people of Coruscant and their agendas. I think the Jedi are called to serve a greater cause which they totally missed the mark on by just limiting it to the Republic. So I agree with that. 
And that's been, I, I don't know why it's been weighing on me over the last week, but that's, that's been something that I've just, I've been contemplating and I'm like, wow, I really, really disagree with the Jedi order, which is hard for me to admit because as, you know, as a kid, like I was, I was straight, like, just like Obi-Wan, uh, is like, Hey, we need to adhere to the code. We need to adhere to our mandate and not work outside of our mandate. We need to adhere to the council. Like I was very much like, yeah, everything the council says is good. Like we gotta, we gotta trust them. They're the good guys. And then I, I, as I've grown up, I guess, or matured, seen more of life, you know, I got some life experience under my belt. I'm like, no, they, they really kind of missed the mark in a lot of ways. I think that's the it's point. Hard, it's hard reading some of these books and agreeing with the villains at times or, you know, the, the bad guys. That's what, that's what George always intended. He, he, he always, he done good. He always wanted the Jedi. I mean, cause it, he was always clear that it was representative of world events that were going on at the time. Right. So, I mean, I don't really want to get into it too much because we could spend a whole podcast episode talking about, yeah, about that type of thing. Um, but I think that's very much on purpose that, that you feel that way. And I, I agree with it and I like it, you know, there's nuance to it. Nobody's all good. Nobody's all bad. Maybe not nobody, but most of the, most of the characters. Right. There's usually a lot of middle ground there that. And sometimes the good guys are the good guys, but they get it wrong. Yep. And I think that's the problem is I've always looked at the Jedi and the Jedi order and the Jedi council with rose colored glasses of these are the good guys. So everything they do is good. Like, and I think for the most part, what they do is with good intentions. For sure. But there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, wow, they missed the mark big time there. I learned yeah. I learned a lot about how I view the Jedi and just a lot about myself in the last week reading some of these books. I'm glad I'm glad you're able to do some soul searching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've grown as a man. <laughs> Good. I'm happy for you. So these books have been great for me. <laughs> I'm glad I'm I'm rereading Revan right now. because um, I just I wanted to dive back into Old Republic. I forgot just how much I love the Old Republic books. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, so now let's move on to the main topic of conversation tonight. The one that you have been desperately event. waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're still not there yet. Cause much as I enjoyed episode four, I'm here to talk about episode five. Yeah, I know. I know. We talked, we were talking a little bit about this and I told him cause Kevin's like, I don't remember all that much from episode four. And I'm like, but it was such a good episode. He was like, yeah, but episode five, <laughs> <laughs> um so episode four pretty good we've got ahsoka and sabine and hu yang have crashed kind of landed on the planet Cetos, and they're the shin and maroque maroc maraca are out looking for them um big things that stood out to me i loved hu yang fighting the hk droid that was awesome uh, I would like to see Hu Yang do some more fighting. I really want to see him like pull out some old ninja moves where he can be like, yeah, I showed Yoda this back when he was 200 years old. You know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I really, I, Hu Yang's awesome. I just, maybe rose colored glasses again. Hu, no, Hu awesome. Yang is awesome. <laughs> He's been very well written. Yeah. Dave has absolutely. done a great job. Both Daves, David Tennant and Dave Filoni. 
uh, have done a great job with that character. Um, I liked seeing Sabine in her armor and using it against the blasters. That was pretty dope. Um, I like the Hu Yang line and it connects so well between episode four and five, but his, his line where he tells them, please stay together. You always worked better that way. And then what's the one thing they don't do? <laughs> they don't stay together. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get Ahsoka cuts down Maroke, which kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of a bummer. Um, but he kind of disappears. He kind of like evaporates instead of just dying. So I think we're going to get some more of that maybe from him. We're going to see, I don't know if we'll see him again, but have you ever seen a character that created so much buzz? Everybody was talking about it. Everybody had <laughs> only, <laughs> and then a week, oh, nobody's talking about him. He's gone. No. <laughs> And I, I, I've seen it on Twitter a couple of times where everyone's like, hey, did you guys remember, you know, Maroke was a character, Maroke was a thing. Yeah. And episode five has kind of just eclipsed some of the some of the things we've been so focused on. I mean, we have been so honed in on this. And then Clone Wars flashbacks show up and we're like, ah, mm-hmm. forgot everything else that's happened in the season. <laughs> um, so and then Sabine does use the force. Just a tiny bit. Just more on that later. Bit. More on that later. I've got some thoughts about that and where that might be well, headed. Why wouldn't we talk about it now? Because it has to do with episode five. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So that happened. And then Shin's like, you've got no power here or something <laughs> like that. You know, classic bad guy line. Yeah. Um, but the Ahsoka Balin fight was awesome. Yeah. The the cinematography of that fight. It yes, was, it looks so good. Well, and he I don't know if it's just cuz he's so tall. His lightsaber looks longer to me. Probably is. Than a standard lightsaber. Granted, he's a very imposing figure. When you <laughs> when you look at him compared to everyone else so far on screen, the dude's massive. Yeah, and he his fighting style too, right? He's taking big hacks, you know. Oh, it's so cool. To, so a longer blade would would make a little bit more sense for that. He also makes a lot of digs about Anakin and Ahsoka. Um, yeah. So I I'm kind of interested because a little later in that series of scenes, he makes he he tells Sabine that. Uh, you know, he's going to keep his word unlike her former master. And it's like, what word did you, she keep? Like, what, what is he talking about? Did you see the meme of who Balin is? It's a complete joke. No. But <laughs> they said it was the grown-up version of the kid from Revenge of oh, the Oh, of the, of the kid. <laughs> There's too many. Master There's Skywalker, what are we going to do? <laughs> That's Balin. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Um, I, I am interested. I, I want to see a flashback with him and see what his relate. Cause the way he talks to Ahsoka, it sounds like he and Anakin had known each other fairly well. Yeah. We might not be done with Anakin. So I I'm, which I'm all for, I'm, yeah. I'm all about this because Anakin very much belongs in conversation with anything Ahsoka related. 
But so that was all, all of that between Ahsoka and Balin was awesome. And then of course you've got Ahsoka seeing Shin show up without Sabine and she throws Shin against the wall and he goes, that was a mistake. And then knocks her off the cliff. So I was like, I didn't know where it was going. Um, but I, I assume she wasn't going to die because the show's named after her and there are plot <laughs> <armor>. more episodes. <laughs> so, and she didn't get stabbed through the stomach. So I wasn't really sure if she'd live or not, but that would have been a telltale sign that she was going to live. But oh, just a flesh wound. Yeah. And then, of course, Balin pulls on the heartstrings with Sabine when she gets the uh, little treasure planet map. And she's got her blaster held up to it. Um, and a lot of so people he mad promises at her. her I, I would have made the same decision, her. probably. I don't know that I would have. Because you're going out on a limb hoping that this guy is alive. But he, the whole purpose of what he did was to take Thrawn out of the equation. And it's like, yeah. why? why would you undo... By by doing what she did, she basically just undid the work that Ezra did. Yeah, but you got to understand, it's not a logical decision that was being made at that moment. I I understand it was all emotional, right? But it should I have mean, been logical, and that's what Ahsoka was saying. Should be. Yes, but sometimes we but that's, make the emotional decision. Not me. I'm not emotional ever. I don't. Didn't you just say that you were crying feel. on a boat because there was water? <laughs> Is fear an emotion? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I'm not gonna, I don't hate on Sabine. Like, I can't blame her for doing what she did. But at the same time, it's like, ah, you just, you basically threw the work that Ezra did away right? by giving them this path. And it's like, that defeats the whole purpose of a sacrifice. Like, if you really wanted to truly honor him, you would have destroyed the map right then and there. I mean, it's it's that simple. I you're right. It would have been she made the wrong decision. It, it would have been the right thing to do, but yep. she just wanted her her friend back. And oh, we we haven't talked hardly at all about Hera and Jason in that episode, and Carson Tava, mm-hmm. who showed back up. Super excited about that. Yeah, that was I cool. almost. I almost thought we were going to see Zeb in it, you know, since he and Carson were, were stationed at the same base, essentially, in Mandalorian. I really thought we were going to see Zeb um, to get the Carson, whole family back together. Carson Tava is becoming like that guy from Doctor Strange. I can't remember his name. Um, the Sorcerer Supreme after Doctor oh. Strange. Um, Wang. Just, yeah, yeah. He's just in everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Uh, I'm not mad about Carson. It, yeah, no, I love any, just about anything with Carson Tava in it. I'm, I'm fairly happy. Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking we might see Zeb. We may still, you know, I, I don't know, but I, I feel like if we were going to have seen him, it would have been that, that scene. I think if we're going to see him, it will be a nice, big, quick reunion at the end. If we don't get that in season one, did they confirm a season two? I don't know, but 
if they do a season two, it'll happen. Then. Like we have to get all all of them together at some point. I don't think they confirmed a season two. I think they will have a season two. It would be they need to learn from the mistakes of past projects and bring this group of people together on screen together at the same time. I think it would be good. Um, and then let's see what happens. The hyperdrive ring does take off because they got the coordinates uploaded. That was They've pretty got cool. Sabine with her. Hey, yeah, that was dope. They just basically flew around. I thought they were going to pull like a Holdo. What's her, what's her name? You got from, it. From uh, The Last Jedi. Is it Holdo? Holdo. Holdo. Yeah. Holdo. Yeah. Maneuver. <laughs> but then I remembered it was like, oh no, it's a giant ring. They just went around them. <laughs> a Holdo Maneuver is just jumping to light speed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Into another ship. Something that existed many, many, many years before she was born. <laughs> and no one ever tried it before for whatever reason. But whatever. It takes, another... it takes precision to be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, but you can have a droid do that. It really probably does actually take quite a bit of precision. It still is stupid. I Yeah, but if it takes that much precision, wouldn't you need more than one person to do it? That's what makes it so good that she was able to do it, Wade. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Visually, it was It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because, like, you had a couple other ships that fell behind, like, hours ago. And it's like, why didn't you just use one of those and then jump to hyperspace? Like, they were like, oh, no, we've only only got enough fuel for one more jump. That's not going to be enough if they can just track us. And it's like... Well, instead of destroying your main ship, maybe like take one of the smaller ships and do the same exact thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a couple of protocol droids fly it. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into that when we get back to our movie reviews after Ahsoka. I'm actually pretty excited <laughs> about that. Uh, it's just going to be an awful episode. I'm trying. I'm going to be open with it because I know that there were things that I enjoyed about those movies. So I love the music. To... I loved the effects. Loved the opening, uh, opening crawl. <laughs> I did like. I will say, I love Poe and and Finn. I love them together. I think they're hilarious. But Poe Dameron trolling Hux was such a good opening scene. Yes. Essentially, I yes. loved it. Anyway. That we're getting too far into to the movie. Um, so episode four of Ahsoka, they jump off into hyperspace. And then Hu Yang's calling for both Ahsoka and Sabine and can't get a hold of either of them. Uh, and I'm trying to remember if there's anything else that stood out. Was there anything else important from episode four, Kevin? Uh, something... Something with like these weird walkways. Something about portal circles. Something about like scissors, you know, cutting, snipping things. Dude, it was. <laughs> I freaked out. Like, yeah. I knew we were going to see them at some point. I just didn't know how they were going to do it. And right. it was. I, I can't imagine it having been done any better than it was. It's honestly I mean, the opening be line. Never forget. No, absolutely. The opening line just simply "Hello, Snips." Yep. And it's like, oh my gosh! And then they pan to show him, and it's like, oh, that's Revenge of the Sith Hayden. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, it looked great. Looked fantastic. I was so, so, so incredibly excited to see that. I did feel like that scene, it looked CGI. But what we got in episode five was about as good as I think it can get. It was it was I, so I didn't think, well done. I didn't think the end of episode four looked off. I mean, besides, you know, the whole portal walkway things, those all obviously looked CGI. It definitely but I didn't, didn't think, look bad. I'm not I don't I don't think Anakin looked CGI all that much. His eyes. Maybe a little bit. To me they I just, to me they didn't look I right, think but... I think I was glazed over at that point. Like I was just yeah, I like I didn't care. It was it was amazing. I, it looked it looked good. It looked good enough. That was that was the perfect way to end that episode. I yeah. mean, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it, the buzz like that's see that's what it to me what's so great is yep. the the pure excitement. Of course, you had your people that just hate, hate Star Wars um, and yep. are gonna dislike anything that they do. But seeing how excited people were, the different theories, is that actually Anakin? Is it not? Which I guess we still don't have answered, but I, I mean, I think I have, I think no, I know was. what I think about it. It definitely was. It, it, it was Anakin. There's clues for sure. Uh-huh. But it was Anakin. yeah, that it was so cool to see. I haven't been that excited about anything in a, in a very, very long time. Like you can, Ask Jess, man. Like, I was talking about it all week. I was like, listen, I know, because I don't always watch it right at nine, because maybe we're doing something, you know, we're right. watching another show. I was like, I'm giving you several days' notice. Tuesday <laughs> at 9 p.m., I would like to watch this. Yes, I, I, I can't be bothered. Please do not. Yeah. <laughs> don't and knock, don't call. She took a picture of me watching it, <laughs> which. I actually really like. I know I don't normally like candid photos like that, but it was a cool, it was a cool moment. And she uh, she took a picture of me, and I was like, because I was sitting right here because I set up the the, the her old Mac um, for yeah. a couple reasons, but one one of them was for that. Plugged my my good headphones in, um, which that was a smart decision. Like the, having them, they're kind of like yours. Um, it game changer. It was just. I couldn't, I don't think I stopped smiling for 25 minutes. <laughs> yep. I was standing up on my feet going, no way, no way, no way. And Penny's like, wait, if you wake Gene up, I'm going to kill you. I said, yeah. well, he will go back to sleep. I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> there were moments where I was fighting tears a little bit, but nothing ever came out. My eyes, my eyes were okay, but there were definitely some in- intense... Oh, no. End of end of episode four. I I full on not bald, but I teared up quite a bit. I mean, I just oh. I couldn't believe we were. See, I got that. ahead of myself. I started talking about episode five. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I didn't. Four, I definitely. I was watching it on the iPad, and I looked at. I looked over at Jess, and I was like, "That was Anakin." <laughs> like, look at this. That was Anakin. And she was like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> as any man, good wife should <laughs> yeah and it, it was just it's a, a feeling that you hate but it's one that you love to hate of like mm-hmm. how am i gonna how am i gonna wait a week for this like yeah I, I can't do this like i gotta i gotta find a way to, to know what's gonna happen and they the did a fantastic job with that 
Yep. All right. I think we covered pretty much everything from episode four that stood out. Did you, do you remember anything else that may have stood out to you? Anything that was, no, I'm ready to okay. go. I'm ready to go. All right. Let's tackle episode five, Kevin. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to let right. you take the floor on this one. Cause I know you were prepared. Okay. okay. Yeah. I watched it. So I, nobody took the bet, but I, what did I set the over under at? Uh, four and a half. You said you were going to watch it five. Oh no, no. I, I think, think I you said five. Under four and a half. Well, I no, you said it at five because you had watched it three and a half times. So I watched at that it one current time. point in so time. So total of four and a half times. Um, so right from right, I skipped the intro. Ever since I had an episode of Mando, like basically spoiled for me because I watched the the recap. I skip it every single time. Per your advice, by the way, too. I'm not taking credit for that. Um, <laughs> Thank you. The music, like it starts off and it's ominous. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I don't know if you if you caught that, but it just locked you locks you in when it starts like that. You don't really um, know which way it's going. Yeah. Now I'll be honest with you because this I feel maybe this is a trademark of Favreau and not really Filoni. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but I kind of thought that maybe there would be a gap episode where we didn't see Anakin at all. This episode it was going to follow the other storyline more. And we oh, I gonna, see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I think John does that a lot. Um, but we, we start off and it's, again, super ominous. The, the visual is really cool. Um, are you a fan? Are you a fan of the band Red? Yes. We went to see them in concert together. I couldn't remember if you and I went. I know, I, obviously, I know we saw Skillet. But I, I didn't know if we ever saw Red. Their Winter album... Jam. Their album, um, it's like of innocence and beauty or something like that. Yes, it looked a lot like that album cover. Um, I agree. Cetos. So, opens up with Hera, and she's like, "Where are they? Like, where's Sabine? Where's Ahsoka?" And um, you know, you get a little exchange between her and Jason, and a little bit of Chopper. It's real quick. The whole time, you know, I'm thinking, all right, let's get on with this. Let's go to Ahsoka. What's going on there? You can't rush that. I know. But it switch. It keeps going. And then it, the, one of the most emotional parts of the entire episode was Hu Yang. In that, Hu Yang. I, t- I texted Absolutely. you guys. And he's holding Sabine's helmet. Yep. I told them to stay together. They, why did they never listen? And they even had like his eyes, his robotic eyes did the little like yeah. sad and, and it's like, dude. Yeah. I never Powerful. knew a droid could make me feel that way. But yeah, cause, I mean, did. obviously he thinks he thinks they're dead. Yep. They're Reasonable. both missing. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then we see it. We see them standing there. It's a wide shot. You see Ahsoka standing there. You see Anakin standing there and she's like, you look the same. And Anakin's like, you look older. And (laughs) I know that, I don't know how many other people picked up on this. I haven't really seen it outside of one spot. They talked about it on the rebel force radio after show. Same thing that I picked up on. I talked to you about it earlier in the week. Hayden's aged voice has like, merged 
with um, Matt Lanter's voice. Yes. He sounds like Matt these days. He does. Which made it so good. But there's still that, that – like, what's going through your mind at this point? Are you like, oh, my God, oh, my God, or are you like, all right, I think I know what's going on here? So I'm going to be honest. I had no idea what was coming. Me either. Like, no, I, I didn't know if he was, like, going to try and help her work through some kind of plan on getting out of there or what. I, I had no idea what was going on with her at that point. I didn't know if she was underwater yeah. and, like, I, I had no idea she was underwater. And genuinely, like, I'll be honest, the five times I watched this episode, I sat down to take notes and each time I got sucked in and I just totally by the time the episode was over and the credits start rolling i'm like looking at my phone like i didn't i didn't take it i don't have time to it's watch this again here. today dude i i just i was just so into it that i i yeah. just i did not take any notes so in my head i'm thinking of the different theories that we got from the week um is this vader right is this just a force vision is this um are we going to get some mortis, right? Is that, right. is that what this is? That still may be true. Um, but like, I'm thinking what is about to happen here? And then he turned, he walks behind her. And when he, t- when he turned his back to her, you knew what was about to happen. Uh huh. Live or die. And the symbolism of that, as we yep. learned later in the episode so cool but at the same it's still like i'm wondering is this anakin or is this vader like is he training her is he like about to end her see i i took it at face value and i looked at it almost as if this were anakin afterlife you know he's been redeemed he's a jedi again and just like Obi-Wan came to Luke as a Force ghost and Yoda later on as a Force ghost, this is something similar to that um, in that, I mean, obviously it's a little different because you got the world between worlds and she's dropping down in through the clouds and, you know, all that, yeah. all the flashbacky stuff. But also not true flashback because her current self she is living in it at the moment and kind of reliving it. It was sense, almost like a Christmas carol. Yeah, it was very Christmas carol-y. Um, but I took it at face value. Like, I, I saw Anakin, and a, as he was talking to her, the only thing I thought was, he's got something to tell her. And that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I felt that way, too, until he turned his back to her. I, I see. I thought of it as a sparring session. I didn't think anything more than that. I didn't yeah. think he was going to truly try and strike her down. I didn't. My only well, thought yeah. was he's got something to say. Yep. He's got a point to make, and that's it. A very good point. Oh, he made a he great made. point. He's fantastic. But so they. I, so this is clue number one that it's actually Anakin and not a vision or, you know, fake. It's, yeah. I will not fight you. And then he goes, oh, I've heard that before. That was so yep. good. Such good <laughs> writing, man. Dave knows us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that was that was such a perfect line. And then they yes. start fighting. the, And that it was amazing. The choreography was, was perfect. It was – Hayden hasn't lost a step. Not, a, not, not even oh, a no. little bit. 
He so, was very quick with that blade. So what? So it switches back to Hera, and I'm. Mm-hmm. Is this the scene with Jason? Is that I don't remember if next? this was it or if it was after the next, like after the flashback reliving. Yeah. Because essentially, what ha- what happens is they're fighting, and you know he comes to the conclusion saying oh i haven't shown you all my moves yet or something like that and breaks the walkway and that's when she falls oh yes i thought there was a break in between that there may have been but i don't i don't think it was jason saying mom do you hear that yeah which was super cool oh it had to be because he's hearing them fight oh you might be right yeah because he is he's hearing the lightsabers clash and he's like hey mom do you hear that no listen because originally she was just hearing the waves crashing and he's hearing the lightsabers, right. which is the force calling to him. I thought that that's was so when, cool. That's when Carson – no, I, I think Carson asks about it a little later in one of the other scenes. Because Carson, Carson asks Hu Yang. Carson asks Oh, yes, Hu and that's Yang. when we get the Kanan reference. And that's when he says his father was a Jedi, you know, yeah. all that fun stuff. Um, that but was a yeah, cool it, scene. Go ahead. No, go ahead. That was a I cool was scene between Hera and Jason because, like, I don't think Hera heard it. There's, it, you could make, you could go either way with it. Like, some, some people think that she heard it. Some people don't. There's no way, like, there's no visual cue with Hera to tell you one way or another. But I think, right. I think it just, it shows that she trusts Jason. Like, if he says something Just like off, she did with Kanan. Yeah. And... Like, but even before he said what was going on, she like Carson's like, "Let's go, let's go," and she's like, "Hold on, he hold on, he's, he's yeah. trying to say something." I really like that. Um, That's good parenting. Yeah, Hera is a it, great mom. She trusts. She trusts him. And again, personally, I don't think that she could hear anything. I don't know how she would be able to hear anything unless there's some big announcement coming that. For some reason, she's force sensitive. The force resides in everyone, Kevin. Yes, but Sabine used the force. I understand that, but there has to be some things that, like, there's got to be a barrier for entry. I don't know. I mean, Hera did it with a force wielder, so maybe <laughs> by carrying a force wielder, she has yes, some kind maybe. of. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> oh my gosh no, I mean I I'm think, just saying like I think there's a chance she might have heard it sure I'm not saying that there's no chance you can make like I said you can make the case either way I don't think that um, I don't think that the but I do like really... I like the idea that she trusts her son enough to say no we're going to explore yeah. this I do yeah. like that yeah so to me I'm watching that and I'm like if he can hear this happening that means that, like, this is big. Like, there's something big happening in the force right now. Yes. Yep. So, and there was <laughs> absolutely. So then we switch back. We're back to seeing them on screen. Um, Anakin. So Ahsoka kind of like thinks she beats him. He's like, I haven't shown you everything, and he breaks the the path, and they're falling. And this was. This was the, I think, the moment I lost all my of crap. us were like, oh my god. I didn't expect He it. went there. I, I expected World Between Worlds, and obviously we expected Anakin, because we, the trailer. 
I yeah, did but the not Clone Wars was this. like way out of left field. Yeah, so you talked about that. I know this was a big moment for you. Yeah, I mean, we see Ahsoka stand up, but it's not Ahsoka series Ahsoka. It's Clone Wars Ahsoka. Like, season three era outfit, season three or four era outfit Ahsoka with the two, you know, green, yellow lightsabers. And all of a sudden we see these phase one clone troopers running beside her. And Ahsoka is a lot shorter than she was in the last scene. And it's like, oh my gosh, we get a flashback. And then we see the ATTEs like crawling across the field. And it's like, oh my God, this is is live action Clone Wars. Yep. This is something that so many people, so many people have said, oh my gosh, if we could just get a little, just just a little, that was it. That, well done, Dave. That was it. That was exactly what, and so, again, we talked about this a little earlier, a lot of fan service, but mm-hmm. fan service can be super beneficial at times, and I think this was a, this was a time where fan service paid off. And it was done well. It told it a had complete a story. It did. So then you get a Anakin showing up, and it's Hayden in his Clone Wars armor, he and it's like, oh my god, it. oh my god! I mean, oh, it was just, it was, it was fantastic. And he has some kind of little, you know, back and forth with Ahsoka. I don't remember any of the lines because I was just so enthralled in in seeing all the clones and the attes and you got to go back and listen to it wait the dialogue was the best part of these scenes i i i'm sure i enjoyed it while i was listening to it i just don't remember hayden he got to be the version of anakin that people liked right like people hated the the prequel version but most people loved the the Clone Wars the version. The Clone Wars version. And he finally got to be that. Joking around a little bit. Yeah. Um, likable, heroic, you know? All the things Brave. that... Yeah, we got to see him finally be that. And he yeah. nailed it. Um, he did. And um, I don't know... But then... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know the, the girl's name who played Ahsoka. But she nailed it. Both of them nailed it. She did a good job. The only Absolutely gripe not. I have about that, I wish they had picked a different actor that was a little bit older and a little bit taller for the, the next assault. The, yeah, for the Mandalore. Um, I get it. I get Ahsoka. it, but I don't Cause that one, I get it. She looks, in Clone Wars, she looks a lot older and more mature in Season 7 of Clone Wars than she does in Season 3. I get it. So I'm not going to That's the only though, thing. Because... I'm not I'm not complaining. That's the only thing that I'm like if I would have tweaked something like if if I had the option to tweak something, I probably would have tweaked that. Yeah. That that's She delivered those it. lines so well. She did great. She did fantastic. But then we also see Anakin turn around and as he's going in, yes. we see that little that little quick boom boom and it shows Vader's outline and then it flips back to Anakin and it's like <gasps> What are we gonna get? Goosebumps every. I get them right now. Just talking about that. So good. And then like the scene following, where they've got all of the clones on like the stretchers and everything. Yep. What got me, and I I I teared up at this too, is when she sits down next to the clone and puts her hand on his arm, and he doesn't say anything. He just puts his hand on hers, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh my gosh. These are the emotions. 
Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're good. I'm just, these are the emotions that like kind of surfaced with clone wars, but it's animated. So you don't feel it as much, but then, you know, you get into the live action and you're seeing it in live action. And it's like, no, this was real. Like clones were done. I mean, obviously there were some sacrifices um, that we see or some certain scenes where certain characters died through unfortunate circumstances or heroic bravery or whatever that made us feel certain ways. But it was like, no, this is war. It's not just a kid's show. Like this is like, nitty gritty war and you don't always see like usually when someone takes a blaster the body drops and they just pan over it to the next scene or whatever and it's like nope these are the guys who didn't die but also aren't doing well yeah well yeah where do they (laughs) go like they were meant to die yep and we see in that in that section of scenes we see phase one captain rex Yes. And I lost my crap. Yes. But we got to see him more clearly in the Siege of Mandalore. But I was just like, oh my god, that's Captain Rex. Oh, there's Rex. I really wish we had gotten a quick helmet off of him. I'm okay. I'm alright with it. I know, I know. I am too, but it would have been it would that would have been the icing on the cake. Because it was Tamora's voice. Exactly. So, that was the best. The fact that it was his voice, eh, I'm, I'm fine. I was happy. Yeah. Yep, I, I was agree. very pleased. It would have been, it would have been okay. Like I would have been all right if they used, um, the the guy who did the voice for the Clone Wars. I would have been okay with that, but Tamora is the right choice. Uh, D. Bradley. I don't remember if that's his full name. Baker what is it? Yes, D. Bradley Baker. I had to think about that. Thank you for yeah. reminding me. Um. Yeah, he did the voice of all the clones. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, just seeing Phase One Rex was, and then we got to see some of the the gunships, the LAAT gunships, mm-hmm. which was also cool. It felt very like reminiscent, not just of Clone Wars, but of Geonosis. Sure. Seeing the, because you got the you got the scene in Geonosis where the big trade federation union ship gets shot down by their la- you know the laser tanks and when it does it causes that big cloud of dust mm-hmm. to kind of flow over the clones and then all you're seeing is kind of like the loose outline of some of these clones but you're seeing the blaster fire go through pretty clearly that's very much what it made me think of and i just it took me back to attack of the clones yeah it de- it definitely did a good job of setting the the mood of that time Mm-hmm. bring you back i agree it just did a fantastic job yeah. now i don't remember i know there was a lot of good dialogue there as well between anakin and ahsoka that one i had paid attention to a little bit more but that was, was that was probably the most important one because we get it's back to revenge of the sith anakin and he's he's walking up and no, you're talking – he doesn't come – he's not Revenge of the Sith Anakin until Siege of Mandalore. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I was still talking about the, the Clone oh, Wars because okay. there's some – yeah, I know it's all Clone Wars. I was talking about the the previous flashback scene where they were sitting by the troops and Anakin and Ahsoka are talking a little bit back and forth. Yeah, that's the one when he's basically – like she's pissed and – and is saying like these people are dead. Do you not care about that? And right, 
you know, Anakin's like, of course I do, but we're soldiers, right? Like when, when I was you, when, like when I was training with, with Obi-Wan, we were keepers of the peace, but that's not the case anymore. I'm not teaching right. you to be a keeper of the peace. I'm teaching you to be a soldier. So that was, that was a really, I can, I can understand why, why Dave picked these two flashbacks because they're very formative for Ahsoka. This was when yes. she had to come to terms with what war is yep. and how you make a mistake. People are going to die, but people are going to die anyways. Right. Yep. And you're, you're a leader and yes, lives do hang in your hands, but you, leaders make mistakes too. Absolutely. And it was cool. It was really, really cool to see Hayden's Anakin do that type of training for somebody. Yep. So after that, we get Siege of Mandalore. Yeah, which was so cool seeing the Mandalorians in live that action. Was, that was, in my opinion, still good, but the worst example of CGI we got. That looked so I CGI. Agree with that. Yeah, I, I think it, I think it did, but I liked it. Was it. Still, it was still awesome. <laughs> and I we want, got to see. I wanted more. We got to see Phase Two Rex. We got to see. 332nd Ahsoka Troopers. I mean, and we got to see Revenge of the Sith. And then there's that little scene where he's got his arms crossed and he's looking at her and she's standing next to him. And it's like mirror image of what we saw in Mm -hmm. Clone Wars, basically. Ah, It was was so well done. This was Dave's moment. But you, I mean, this is a crucial part too. She was kind of badass, right? Like cut these guys down and everything. She was really good. You could tell there was a big change. Um, between the scene that we had just left to where we are now. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, one I like. This, go ahead. I was gonna. I was gonna move on. So you go ahead. That's fine. Go ahead. Um, this to me is the the most emotional of the the scenes, right? Because this is when she kind of is like, because Anakin walks up and he's like, I don't remember this one. She goes, You had left me by now. Yeah. Like I'm on my you I'm on my own. You weren't here. Yeah. Or what did she No, she said I had left you by now. It was something like that. Um yeah. they weren't together anymore. And you could you the acting, like the way that she expressed that, you could feel the I was alone. Like this stunk. Yeah. I wish that you I wish that you were with me. Um Well you shouldn't have left did... Ahsoka. Yeah. She shouldn't have, but I i mean, I think everybody understands why maybe she did. I get Anakin, it. I'm just saying Anakin she should shouldn't understand have. of all people. Yeah, she shouldn't have. And that was part of the lesson that she had to learn, I think. If anything, she so, should have stayed and Anakin should have left. <laughs> but Yeah, you could make that argument. I mean, I'm just saying you leave the order, all of a sudden having a wife is legal. Yeah. But so they're they're kind of arguing, right? And because I, I can't remember what Anakin said, but it did Ahsoka didn't like it. And they kind of got around to how pissed off Ahsoka is that yep. he turned, right? And it's like you were more powerful than any more powerful and dangerous than anybody could have imagined. And uh-huh. I particularly like that line. Um there's there was a certain like um the score 
was amazing. And the music that played during that, it was, it was perfect. Created the ominous scene. And he goes, oh, that's what this is about. And then he kind of gets pissed, right? Nice guy Anakin isn't working. I'm, you haven't learned anything. I'm not getting through to you. Yep. And, and then this was, for me, uh-huh. my, like, I can't believe, like, I, I truly can't believe this is happening. I've wanted to see what this could have forever. Been. Yeah. We get non, non-suit Vader. Red lightsaber, Sith eyes, and the way Hayden's face changes. Like he goes from kind of like raising his eyebrows a little bit when he talks, when he when he's Anakin, to like his face drops. Yes, you know what I mean. And he's he's miserable. And there's you can't can't say enough about how amazing Hayden is at this character. How well he understands it. I think that the only person that understands this character more is George himself. Maybe Dave. I would say Dave. But Hayden, he just, he understands exactly the right way to play this character. And you see the fighting style changes too. So they're still, they're still battling. And you could see he's going from his Anakin style of quick, you know, fast movements with the saber to the more aggressive strikes still you know still moving around like he does but it's anger right like he's really his i don't remember i don't know what form it is that that vader has compared to to anakin but you can tell it it changes he's much more aggressive and well he's got the yellow sith eyes and everything i mean he's like full-blown different character altogether yeah I th- see for me this is where I don't really remember the dialogue all too much when he's walking up and it's doing the same transition from Anakin to to Vader um I wasn't paying attention anymore like I was <laughs> I was just in awe of of what I had that one exchange like switching back red lightsaber Anakin to to Vader to back to non-suit Vader again so maybe you can fill in the dialogue of what was going on there, but they battled was purely Ahsoka. visuals through yeah. like most of the flashbacks. It was just so good. Ahsoka disarms him. And yep. probably the most interesting part of the entire episode, she's holding the saber to his neck. Like I gotcha. Like I'm ready to, I'm ready to kill you. And mm-hmm. it, she kind of gets closer to him. Like she's ready to do it. And you look at her eyes and they're yellow. Now there's a little bit of debate going on. Was it Sith eyes or was it just the reflection of the saber? That's very intentional. I think Dave meant to do that. I think it's Sith eyes. I think that this is, she's coming to terms with all of her. Just like, just like this is all of Anakin, everything, the good, the bad, Ahsoka has to come to terms with she has this in her too. And she's choosing when he says life or death in the beginning, this Mm -hmm. is what he's talking about. So this is, this is the same lesson that Luke had to learn. Now it was less intentional on Vader's part. Vader wasn't trying to teach Luke. (laughs) That's correct. But Vader's taking that experience and teaching who he can. 
one final lesson. Or more. I'm gonna choose, we don't know that it's the final life. lesson. That's what he said. I'm just saying, maybe he does have more to teach her. And he just doesn't know it yet. Yeah, maybe. And then she, but she makes the choice. She she throws the saber, and just like Luke did. Yep. She lesson learned. I choose to yeah. live. And, and then I look at the change back, and it's it's friendly Hayden again, which was kind of weird, <laughs> but <laughs> such again such good acting. You can see him switch back in real time. The facial expressions just flipped like a switch. Yeah. And and I check the the timeline like and we're only 22 minutes in uh-huh. that was it <laughs> all that yep 22 minutes it was so incredible and then we get just like gandalf we get ahsoka the white yep oh my god did you see did you see the drama around star wars theory about this scene yeah 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 so he, funny just, every time he's, I see he's that, so full of himself that's my script <laughs> I mean, I, he gets he plenty of views off of that. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to be like, no, that was my script. Maybe see if we blow trolling. up. It's hard to know, but that was so funny. Every time yeah. I see that pop up. Everyone was line, clowning on that. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. But yeah, so she's Ahsoka again at this point, right? Like people complaining about yeah. how not ex- non-expressive she's been through the series. That changed, right? Like yep. she's, she's Ahsoka. Maybe, maybe things were done intentionally. Yeah, right? imagine like, that. Imagine Dave having a plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but at this point in the episode, I am only thinking about what we just saw. Right, <laughs> like the rest trying to of the pay episode, attention, but realizing that that was yeah. live action Clone Wars. Yeah, but it still was a good rest of the episode. Like we, oh yeah, we absolutely. See, we get a Leia reference, which was kind of cool. We get to kind of yeah. see the bureauc- bureaucracy. I think is how you say yep. it at play. Um, we got a really good. We got another really good Hu Yang interaction uh, when Hera says, basically, kind of shoes Jason away and says, why doesn't, why don't you have Hu Yang show you his ship or something like that? Yes. He's like, Mom, I've already seen a starship. And she's like, but a Jedi starship? And he's like, oh, you know, all interested. And then Hu Yang takes him off and he starts yeah. asking all these questions. He's like, can you teach me how to fly the starship? And he goes, no. And he's like, do you know how to build a lightsaber? And he goes, no. Or yes. And then he says, will you show me how to build a lightsaber? And he goes, no. And it's just like all these one, like he knows he's on babysitting duty and he's not excited about it because he hasn't had to do it for years. And he's like, I'm finally free. And now it's like right back to, I think, I do think Hu Yang's going to help him build a lightsaber though by the end of it. I wouldn't be surprised. Because that's what Hu Yang did. And Jason's about that age. But it's gonna it's gonna require some more development with Hera because I think she's the reason she's not ready. Exactly, she's definitely not ready for so it. So there's there's gonna be more development in in. That but then Jason's before. gonna go to Luke's academy and die eventually. So it'll he's not. It'll he, all wrap up together. It'll be fine. I saw somebody. I saw somebody explain this though. By the time Kylo takes takes down the new Jedi, the new Jedi Order, Jason's twenty nine years old. He's not there anymore. Why not? What is Why he would doing? He be? Missions? Being a Jedi? 
because Luke's not just building an academy, he's rebuilding the order. I know, but it there's a high I think there's a just as good a chance that he wasn't there as there was that he was there. I think he was there. Maybe. I definitely think he I was don't know. There. It's it just makes it even more annoying that they made the decision to destroy the new Jedi <laughs> order in those movies because now everything that's happening yep. is with that shadow. It's so stupid. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But if I remember correctly in the EU, I think his Jedi order was destroyed as well. I don't know. I got to read those books. I have them right. I have them down. I thought, there. I thought it happened at one point. I could be wrong. I thought I remember Maybe. seeing someone. I haven't read those books either. So I don't know what actually happened to his new Jedi order. Yeah. Um, but those books are on the wish list. So eventually we'll get there. Yeah. I'm but yeah, awesome to... interaction between him and Hu Yang. It was very funny. Every time Hu Yang it. does something like that, you're in my head. I'm thinking like, oh, he, he's that's going to be his favorite scene. Yep. It wasn't my favorite, but it was definitely one of them. Yeah. So, Hu Yang's just awesome. Ahsoka's back. You know, she's kind of healed and she's back, not healed, but she's back to normal. And now she's walking through scene trying to figure out if she can find the other half of that that map because if she does i don't remember what it's called you know what you can remind me but where you can it's the touch treasure something. planet map no no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, psychometry yeah she needs to find yeah. the other half of that so that she can do psychometry and figure out what went down and she's able to do that and she can hear the dialogue so she knows she doesn't know that sabine's alive but she knows that she was um right and that they're not here and she knows where they went but doesn't have a way to get there um doesn't know how to get there yeah yeah because there's no map like she doesn't know where to go yeah. so i think you should talk about this next part because i think that this is something you've been waiting for much more than me was this the pergil yeah we're talking yeah dude I- I was so excited when she was like, I've got an idea. And it was like a classic, like, I almost thought, dude, that's something Anakin would do. Yeah. Like, Anakin came up with these creative, ingenious, like, no one would have thought of that. No one thinks that's a good idea. Hu Yang's obviously against it. But it could work. And so they have the idea to fly up with the Pergil. And Ahsoka uses the Force, essentially, to connect with one. Um, and they're sitting there like in space, you've got, you've got her on top of the, um, Jedi shuttle. I forget. I think it's the T six. Um, and then you've got the ghost sitting there and the new Republic comes with their ships. Cause they're trying to bring Hera back to Coruscant. Essentially she's been ordered back, um, because she has to answer for why she decided to leave without authorization. And essentially her rank as a general is in question at this point. Um, And they told her, like, you're probably going to need Ahsoka to come with to bear witness to this account. And they're like, no, we've got other stuff to do. So she has, uh, Hera has Carson basically go buy them time, whatever. That was was funny. Which was awesome. Carson's Carson's great. I I can't get enough of him. I disagree. <laughs> he, he's so funny. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I hope we get 
more of him, but I like it in these short little bursts because they always have like a couple of good lines for him, and that's all I need. I assume but, they're doing so much with him because of Skeleton Crew. I don't think it was Skeleton Crew that he was supposed to be a part of. Was it Rangers it's of the, the New Republic? Rangers of the New Republic. I think that was supposed to be his thing um, with Hera and some of the other. Mm, well, yeah, yeah. originally, I think Cara Dune was supposed to be part of that as well. Didn't that get uh, scrapped? Yes. Uh, yeah. So now they just got the now guy it, that they. Well, uh, it, it never officially got canned, to my knowledge. If I if I remember correctly, they kind of just put it on the back burner, and it's kind of been sitting behind the stove now, you know, collecting dust and grime, and maybe they might pull the stove out to clean it up and say, hey, we're going to try and use this again. Because I think part of the problem was they were going to do it with Hera after the whole Cara Dune, you know, whatever, all that stuff. Um, And I think they were going to do it with Hera, but I don't think they actually had a direction with it yet. And, you know, it just... It ended up sitting on the back burner, and then it's never had any updates. But I think the more they play around with characters like Zeb and Carson and Hera, I think there's a chance we might still get it. I hope so. That's that's just my thinking on it. Um, but anyway, so you have Ahsoka connect with the Pergil, and then the Pergil opens its mouth, and <laughs> Ahsoka tells Huyang to fly in. And he's not so sure about this, but she says to do it. So they do. They fly into the mouth, and uh, Pergil closes its mouth, and then they get ready to jump to hyperspace. And <laughs> I don't remember if it was Hera who told the uh, New Republic officers, you're going to want to move your ships, essentially. Um, yeah, it was Hera. And they're like, no way, because they were talking about space wheels. Because Carson had explained everything that they were doing, and then everything that caught him up to speed, and they were just like, "There's no way! Like you're just making it up." Which he warned them, <laughs> "You're not going to believe." <laughs> he was this. like, "You're not going to believe this." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the space wheels go flying. Yep, that was cool, and that that was really cool. Like seeing them prepare for hyperspace and everything, like super, super awesome. So now we know we are moving forward, definitely progressing the plot for Thrawn and everything, bringing him in. I think he shows up in episode seven or eight. I don't think he shows up in the next episode yet. Really? See, I thought yeah. for sure that the last scene was going to be Thrawn. I did not. And the reason because a, I think now that Anakin's over, they need something else to really be that Ooh, and off factor of an episode. And it would just have been too much to put in this episode. Um, yeah. I think it would have been, it, it's definitely, I, we could get it in episode six. I'm not, probably I'm not going to say no, but I think it's going to be episode seven. Do you think they find Thrawn first? Or do you think they find Ezra first? I don't think they find Ezra. You think he's, you think he got out? I think Balin, well, so I'm torn. Part of me think thinks Balin's doing this for because he keeps saying he's gonna he's serving a greater good. So I'm wanting to find out like what is this greater good that you're serving? Like what is this greater purpose? Because you know you're not really all that into necessarily bringing Thrawn back for the sake of bringing Thrawn back. I think there's something else on the other side that he's looking for for his own purposes. Um, whether they're good or bad, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what he's trying to do in that regard. 
Um, I think there's something big with him coming up that's unrelated to Morgan and Thrawn. I think uh, so. I mean, it, I'd be surprised if there wasn't. But the other option is he could be a really good bad guy in that he tells Sabine, you know, you will be reunited with Ezra. Does that mean we find Ezra dead and they kill her? I don't know. We'll see. I, don't, I, I I think he's I think he's a better guy than he's letting on. I mean, obviously he killed all those New Republic people, and that's not good. That's that's bad. But I do think that he probably is a man of his word. I think he's wanting. Well, and in all fairness, I mean, he gave the New Republic officers a chance to just let him take Morgan without any bloodshed. So it's kind of on them, you know. Yeah, they could have handed her over, and everyone would have been fine. I just see no reason to think that he's been anything less than honest. He's been That's very true. clear about Shin's been what bad, and and, yeah. and you know he was he was very clear when she started choking Sabine. Shin release her. You know, I gave her my word. I think that if he promises that she's going to see Ezra, then she's going to see Ezra. But you might be right. It might not be in the way that she we all assume. Yeah. Yeah. That worries me. I don't want to see dead Ezra. <laughs> I don't think they're just, it still is Disney, Wade. I don't think they're going to, we're not going to roll up on a dead body. I'm not saying you're going to roll up on a dead body, but I very much wouldn't be surprised if there was like a headstone somewhere. Yeah. And he passed away, you know. I hope not. That would be a big letdown, but who knows? You're right. I mean, I really, for the rest of the series, I really have no expectations. I'm just excited. Me too. (laughs) That's that's the bottom line for me. Which is a great place to be. Yes, it is. Amen. Amen, brother. It's going to be so good. I'm I'm so, so excited for what's to come. It's going to be Ahsoka good. Tuesday can't be here. Oh, that hurt. (laughs) I need to go to bed. Me too. It's, 10 it's getting too late for this. Yeah, we we recorded very late because I was yeah. getting home late. Well, that is our recap and our our emotions, feelings, thoughts on episode four and five. Next week's episode six. We're super excited. Uh, if you haven't yet, check out us on so check us out on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram. Um, Reddit, Discord, and TikTok, which TikTok has been getting quite a bit of traffic lately. We are steadily growing. So if you guys want to connect with us and talk with us at some point, just hit us up on any of those platforms. We would be more than happy to have a conversation. And even, you know, if you guys got voicemails, you can email them to us at recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. You know, let us let us hear your thoughts on what's going on in the world right now, specifically Star Wars. But that's all I have for you. Kevin, is that it? That's it. All right, y'all. Got it out of my As always, as always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way.